Father, we know, oh God, that miracles happen when you move, oh God. And that we declare today, oh God, that you are moving in this place. You are moving in this place in the name of Jesus. Come on. Won't you just use this moment? You just lift up your voice. Won't you just begin to say, God, I need a move of God. I need to have an encounter with you. Not for somebody else. some disciples and he asked them did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed and they answered and said no we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit so Paul asked them then what baptism did you receive they said John's baptism Paul said to them John baptized baptism was a baptism to repentance he told the people to believe in the one that was coming after him that is in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when, when Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. There, there were about 12 men in all. Amen. And Paul entered the synagogue and both spoke boldly for three months, arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God. Amen. Today we celebrate as the church globally, Pentecost Sunday, amen? And as the Pentecostal church, we should understand this more than anything about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. But Paul comes in and he, he encounters this church at Ephesus and he asks them the question, and the same question I put to you today, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? You see, the, the, many of us, after we get saved, and we give our hearts to the Lord. We receive the Holy Spirit. And that means the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. But he asked, did you receive the Holy Spirit? And he comes in that place and he makes a distinction. He says, you re receive water baptism. And that's a baptism confirming your, your repentance. But he comes on and he says, but there's a baptism of the Holy Spirit. Where God allows you to speak in tongues and begin to prophesy. Now I pray as a Pentecostal church, as a church of the living God, there's one a very important dimension of faith and living when it comes in walking in the spirit. There are some things that the Bible says, flesh and blood cannot reveal this to you, but only my Father which is in heaven. And the way the Father communicates to us is via the Holy Spirit. And I want you to have a desire. I know there's some of you that already speak in tongues, and exercise the gifts of the Spirit, we pray that you would have a refreshing, that God will just come upon you anew and you will grow in it. But for those that have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the Bible says it, it, you should desire the gifts of the Spirit. Amen? And, and he says those that desire it, desire a good thing. Amen? So I want to, you to trust God. And I believe you can receive the baptism like how Paul says, through the laying on of hands. I, I've seen and many people have testified of receiving the Holy Spirit whilst they were in the atmosphere of worship and in the church. And then there are those that even receive it in their own homes. Amen. So I want you to understand that it's irrespective of place, but the Spirit of God can come upon your life as long as you desire a move of the Holy Spirit. Father, we come before you in the mighty name of Jesus. On this Pentecost Sunday, 2021, Lord, we begin to project our faith. 
Lord, we begin to say, Lord, we trust you. Lord, we believe in you. Lord, we're asking you to just move by your power and by your spirit. Lord, let there be a fresh outpouring of grace upon the lives of your people. We pray that in this generation, there will be those that will receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost that produces power in their lives. I pray today that you say, oh God, to your disciples, go and wait in the upper room. And when they waited in the upper room, there was an outpouring. And the, the Bible says they were filled with the Holy Spirit and with power. So, Father, we pray today that you will not only give us, oh God, the Holy Spirit, but there will be power, this dunamis power, this God kind of power that gives us the authority, oh God, to be able to exercise boldness in every situation in our lives. So we bless your people today, even as we worship, as we praise, as we get around your word this morning. We say, speak, Lord, for we your servants here in Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen and amen. Amen. God bless you. Let's just worship God together over to the team. Hallelujah. Amen. We've come to praise our Father. I don't know about you, but I'm excited this morning to be in the house of God. Amen. These are the days of Elijah.
name above all names, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. Right now, even in this place, I want you to begin to distrust God for your home, for your family, for your life. We trust in God that God will show up in a miraculous way for those that are trusting God for breakthroughs and those that are trusting God for answered prayers, for those that are trusting God for divine intervention, God will show up in a mighty way. I pray today that God will begin to heal your physical body. God will heal your mind. God will heal your emotions. So if you are going through any illness right now, Father, we bring your sons and your daughters before you today. We ask you for divine healing over their bodies. In the name of Jesus, we say to their bodies, respond to the word of the Lord. That by the word of the Lord, I speak healing. We speak divine healing, Lord. Whatever the condition may be, whatever the symptoms may be, no matter what the God the diagnosis may be, we believe in you, O God, that you are able to do exceedingly abundantly above. And so today we pray for divine healing over the bodies of your people. We speak of God, healing of the mind, healing of the emotions, for God, healing of the spirits of men and women in the name of Jesus. We declare today, O God, for those that are trusting you, O God, O grateful O God. Break today, break through on their behalf. Because you are able, O oh God. Your word says you are able to do exceedingly abundantly. Above all we can think, ask, or even imagine. To him, the only wise God. Be all glory, be all honor, be all power, be all majesty. Lord, I worship you. Lord, I worship you. Do it Lord, in our day, amongst your people, in Jesus' name. So Father, this morning, even as we sit to listen to your word, we thank you for you have already anointed your daughter, and even as you would release the word of the Lord that you have put in her heart, I pray today that, O oh God, that there will be greater power. And so we pray today, O oh God, like Samuel did, we say, Speak, Lord, for we your servants here. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. It's good to have all of you, Pastor He's going to bless us with the word. Thanks to worship. Amen. I said, Amen. Amen. I greet you in the precious name of Jesus, especially on this Pentecost Sunday. To all of those that are watching online, to those that are here in the house this morning, I greet you in the name that is above all names, the name of Jesus. Worthy is his name. Father, we just thank you this morning. Thank you for your sons and daughters of God that have Come out, Lord, and those of God that are watching online this morning, I pray, Father, let your word, O oh God, be uh, 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 as to them, Lord Jesus, as bread and as oil and as water, O oh God, let you refresh them and replenish them, O oh God, this morning, I pray. Anoint their ears, Lord, anoint their spirits, Lord, and I pray, O oh God, that you will cancel every distraction, and Lord, we will sit, O oh God, and listen to your word this morning in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. 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 I'm going to start off this morning with the, with the scripture from Psalm 139 and verse 14. And it says, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. What a blessing that is when God says to us, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. He is the master designer. He designed your body, your brain, every part of you. And every part has a specific function and it works according to how much you want it to work. Yeah. Now that is something I want you to get into your hearts and into your spirits and into your minds. Is that it works according to how much you can you want it to work. Now you know, we can be a variety of things. We who are formed and in the image of God. 
we can be from, from a from one extent a ballerina to another extent to be a sprinter or to be a soccer player and that is what God has placed inside of us when he designed you and some of us have the excuse you know when we when we watch uh, athletics on TV or a soccer match or we watch a dance uh, shows on TV and we think to ourselves I can't do that but yet we don't try right we look at people like Usain Bolt and uh, Wayne van Niekerk breaking records with their sprinting and we think about it and yet maybe in school we were past sprinters maybe we were uh, we were one that were able to move our bodies in dance moves in school or or, or soccer players like Sarah and uh, you know when we think about Rash, uh, Rashford I think it is right and we think about all of them and we wonder to ourselves oh, why can't I be like that mm. but if we don't try if we don't make a move to do something like that we can never be it yeah. you see these guys that are, are athletics and that are, are running fast and all they just never be born with it they worked at it yes. when they realized that they were fast they said well okay we are fast but let's train and so they have rigorous training and their bodies are moving all the time in order for them to get to the point where they are at today so so when i look at this passage of scripture when it says you are fearfully and wonderfully made when god breathed into you he breathed everything that is of himself inside of you his grace his love his mercy his goodness his spirit everything so you sitting here today are a representative of who god is on the earth and your your the, the purpose on the earth is for you to point others to god that is what you are here for and sometimes we get so carried away with the with our life with where we are at how we are working what jobs we have how our homes are what kind of homes we have what cars we drive but amongst all of those things our primary focus is that we need to point others to God. Yeah. So when he placed us here on the earth with all of his attributes, it is for us to show the others that do not know him who God is. Yeah. I have titled my sermon this morning, Are You a Mover and a Shaker? So now when we talk about moving and shaking, you know when you ask that, especially in the worldly terms, you talk about somebody that normally is in the fast lane, right? But in Acts chapter 17 and verse 28, which is a very famous passage of scripture, it says, in him do we live, in him do we move, and in him do we have our being. That means without God, we are nothing. Yeah. That's how I see it when I look at the scripture. Because of him, we are living, breathing, speaking, moving images of God, of God himself, representing him on the earth. And as God's creation, there is nothing that is more complex, more fascinating, more marvelous, and more valuable than human life itself. I hope you get that into your spirit this morning. That there is nothing more complex, more fascinating, more marvelous, or more valuable than human life. So those of you that sit here, sometimes, you know, when we look at ourselves and we think, you know, who am I? What am I? I'm not so much. I'm, I'm not worth so much. But when you see yourself through God's eyes, God sees you as being a fascinating creature, as being one that is marvelous and more valuable than anything else that he's created. That's how you need to see yourself. And when you see yourself like that, you will be able to do anything that you put your heart and mind to. Now, when we talk about, you know, when we, when we talk about, when he says this is, in him we live, in him we move. And today I want to speak about the power of movement. Because the power of movement is very important to us as children of God. Now, you know, in, in, in today's society and our culture and with modern technology, we as, as a people are slowly coming to a standstill. And I'll explain why just now. We have cars. We walk less. Right? We have machines. We use our hands less. Now, I, I remember, you know, when uh, I, uh, I went to stay with my daughter for a few weeks when she had a baby. And uh, one night, the first night we were there, and we were sitting uh, sitting in the lounge, and it got dark. And uh, so I said, put the light on. And then my son-in-law says, uh, 
okay Google, turn on the lights. And the lights came on. And then the, he said, turn on the outside lights and the lights came on. And then he, he was, he got a phone call and then he said, uh, okay Google, turn down the volume on the TV. And it, it just happened because Google was doing everything for him. So I joked with him and I said, you know what, just now you'll be asking Google to make your coffee. And he said, it's not impossible. So when we look at the way technology is going this morning, there is, there is a, a point where we as the children of God, as the church of God, as people are coming to a standstill. We are not moving the way that we should move. And for us to move is for us to live. We're just not existing on the earth. If you think that you came and you were born onto the earth just to exist, to live your life, to be, to be from, one, uh, uh, from one part of your, your birth to, to, to growing up where you're living and moving and uh, getting married and having children. And then finally you say, I'll wait till I take my last breath and then I'll be gone to the heavens. That's not what God created us to be. God created you so that you can live on the earth. And I mean live. Move on the earth. And I mean move. Because he requires of us as the children. Always, whenever there was a time when the word was, was rare, when the light had gone dim, God looked for somebody. And he said, I'm looking for somebody who will be the one that will be the mover and the shaker in this generation. Yeah. So are you today a mover and a shaker in this generation? Are you the one that's going to say, yes, Lord, I'm not going to be sitting down, but I'm going to be the one that will move. Now, there are three reasons why we have to move. And the first one is we move to reflect God's glory. Now, remember I said to you what God has deposited inside of you. It's his glory. And when we move, we reflect God's glory. Everywhere that we go, we show the strength of God. We show the grace of God. We show the beauty of God. We are not statues. Because a statue is a monument, monument to something. You agree with me? Yeah. Even when, it, when we look at, uh, okay, we look at the Rocky movies. After all of the Rocky movies were done, what happened was, in that very place, you know, when he ran up those yeah. stairs and he stood and he put his hands up, that he had accomplished something, he knew he had accomplished something. At that very point, they got a rocky statue. But it's a monument to what he had done. Mm. We are not statues. Because it, after that, Rocky didn't run up those stairs. He didn't, he didn't move up those stairs. It was a monument to, for others to see as to how he ran and what he did, and as a memorial to what he did. We don't want memorials. We want to be the ones in this generation where we are walking, talking, living examples of who God is. That is what we need to be. And wherever we go, whatever we do, whatever we touch, whatever, wherever our feet moves, there must be impact and we must be able to point others to God. I want you to get this in your spirit today. We are here as compasses. You know what a compass is? It shows you the direction in which you should go. When you set your compass, or you set your, now we don't say compass, we say Garmin and GPS and all of those kind of things. But when we set it, what does it do? It maps out a road for you as to where to go from here to there. So when, we, when we're talking about us as being that which will point to God, we have to be connected. Yes. We have to have the, the connection with God in order to reflect His glory so that we are able to show others. If there's no connection, it's lost. I was just, uh, uh, I was reading one of the jokes that somebody sent to me the other day and he said, this person was coming to church and um, as he was coming, he looked at his phone and they said, no service. And so he turned and he went back home. <laughs> right? So if you are not connected, you get the wrong message. Right? Now the next, uh, the second reason why we, we have to move is that it restores your joy. It jumpstarts your joy. Now, you know, we know that throughout this pandemic from, the, from last year, there's a lot of people that have been affected by, by what's going on with the pandemic. Whether it's lost your job, whether you've lost loved ones, whether you're financially restrained. There's so many things that are going on and people sunk into a depression. And when you sink into a depression, you get into a place where you, you, you get into a corner, you know, in a dark place and you, want to, you just want to keep away from everybody. Right? And when you're in that place, there's no movement. Mm. Because all you want to do is you want to stay in that place. 
Now, when you when you when you when you uh, get advice about what to do in those times, it says that you have to get up. You have to determine in your mind that you have to get up out of that position, and you have to stretch your body. Because when you start to stretch your body, what happens? Your blood starts to move, and when your blood starts to move, oxygen starts to flow. Let your oxygen flow, and when your oxygen starts to flow, it immediately it lightens up what you are feeling. It takes away that dark feeling because there's something that they, they call it endorphins, I think, that gives you that kind of a boost. Because you decided, I'm not going to stay in this place. I'm going to move. Now we all know, uh, you know. Um, it, it, even when you come here into the presence of God, some of us come in. You know, we we not not everybody goes through and has a very hallelujah happy day in the morning. Sometimes, right? We come in with whatever reason or whatever mood that you come in when you walk into church. And when we stand here, and when the team is singing, and like today they say, you know, uh, there's no God like Jehovah, and we. Yeah, well, how he comes riding on the clouds, right? So I'm just trying to get the words. And we listen to those songs, and what happens when you when you get into the beach? You know, you start you start to tap your feet, and you start to move a little bit, and you start to clap your hands. What happens to you? What happens to that mood? Because there's a movement, there's a lifting up of your spirit. That's what happens to you. But if you come here and you just say, Ah, no, just I'm just here, you know, and you don't want to move. You would stand at that place and you would walk out of this place in the same frame of mind that you came in. But when you decide, I'm going to move, then you start to, your joy is getting restored. The third thing, we move to do others good. Now in Titus 3 and verse 1 and Timothy 2 and verse 21, it says, we need to be ready for every good work. Right? We need to be ready for every good work. We need to be vessels for honorable use, set apart as holy and useful to the master of the house. We can't do good without movement. In him we move. I'm waiting for you to say it. In him we move. move. Because when you, when you start to, to say it and you, you, you start to declare it, because then you, you, you know in your spirit, this is what I need to do. Yes. We cannot be a lazy generation of people. Mm. We cannot be a lackadaisical generation of people to say, let others do it, I'll wait my turn. Or let them do it, I'll support them. Yes. You know, I was just saying earlier in the, in the morning service, I said, in the first service, I said to them, you know, we can have a good idea about what we want to do. Right? Many, many people will say, some people will say, you know what, I see that children's home here, they are in need, and I'd like to cook a nice pot of biryani for them yeah. and bless them. But you have the thought. But unless your hands start moving and your feet start moving and you go to the shop and you buy the ingredients and you cook the meal and you take it there, it's not worth it. You can have the thought, but if there's no movement, nothing will happen. So today we need to understand that when God says you are a helping hand, there has to be movement. The, the Bible says there's the whole earth is crying out for the sons, for the rising up of the sons and the daughters of God. The earth is crying. And if we are sensitive to the spirit, we can hear the groanings from the earth. And the church at this time, we cannot be still. Yeah. We cannot be sleeping. We have to rise up, we have to stand up, and we have to move our joints and move our bodies and do something so that the world can see and who God is. The world can know that, that there are people that are pointing us to Him because He is a salvation, He is a grace, He is the one that will give mercy, He is the one that will provide. How will people know if we don't speak it out? You see, your mouth also has to move. We're always talking about our body movements. What about your mouth speaking? And we're declaring the word of God. We're speaking it out. You know, when we, when we talk about, about us making a move, I want you to know the enemy also has moves. And the Bible says that he goes around, he moves around like a roaring lion, waiting to see whom he may devour. 
When the lion is coming, you can't stand still. If you stand still, what's going to happen? He's going to eat you up. Isn't it? When the enemy comes, we can't stand still and say, oh, let him, let's see what he can do. No. There's danger. We have to understand that because he, when he says he's coming to devour, he's coming to eat you up and not live in a, a chase of who you are. That's how he comes. He wants to destroy you. So we can't say, I'm going to be awake and see what happens. No. We have to be on alert. We have to be able to move faster than we can. I was saying earlier, I said, you know, when a, when a lion runs after a deer, when, he's, when the deer senses that the lion is coming, will he stand and just look at No. He bolts. He runs as fast as he can to get away from what this lion, you know, this lion will come and will kill him. So he runs away from that death to life. Right now, when we look at the way this pandemic is, has taken over the world, it was by movement, but it was by negative movement. People that, one person that got the virus moved to other places, from that country to another country, to the whole world. In South Africa, one person came in, from Italy, went to Italy and came here to South Africa. The whole country, there's millions of people that, we, uh, that have died in, this, in, the, in the world. Millions of people that have been affected by a negative movement. And what happened to us? It confined us to our homes. There was no movement. We couldn't do anything. We had all the money. If we didn't have money, if we had money, we couldn't do anything. Everybody was equal at that time because there was no movement. But when the restrictions started lifting up and when people were allowed to move, what happened? We stayed in that position of not moving because we became so accustomed to it. We decided where we want to move and where we don't want to move. And that is why today when we look around here in this church, there are some chairs that are empty because there are people that decided not to move. They are where they are at because they become comfortable would stay in a place where they are at. And thank God for you that are sitting here this morning that decided I'm going to move. Amen. And you came into the sanctuary. And I'm sure all of you are sitting here today, you have already been blessed. Yeah. Your hearts have already been touched because you decided I want to be a mover and a shaker. That's what we are. We need to understand today that in whatever situation we are placed in, even with this virus, it's yet to stay. It's not going to go away in the near future. But we cannot allow it to overtake our lives. Yes, we have to be safe. Yes, we have to be conscious of what we are doing. But it cannot beat us. It cannot take over our lives to such a manner where we are not able to do what God has called us to do. Because that is what the enemy wants. He wants to keep us restricted and in chains. And when the chains are broken, some people have become so accustomed to having the chains around them that even when the chains are broken, they're still in the same position and not moving. So today I want you, if you find yourself in that position, break free of it and do what God has called you to do. As the body of Christ, we are the army of God. And as the army of God, we need to be in preparation at all times. No matter what is going on in your life, be prepared for any attack of the enemy. If we look at the different countries, even here in South Africa, army, the army, the defense force, what do they do? There's, they are in preparation every day. They've got a rigorous program, training programs, strategic planning that they have. There may not be any war ahead of them. They may not see anything, but there is preparation. They wake up in the morning, they do their running, they do their uh, obstacle courses of what I know and what I see. They do all of those things. Then they sit, they go through uh, uh, training programs, writing down things, taking notes, preparing themselves. But yet we as the army of God, we are sometimes not in preparation. And when we are not in preparation and when the enemy comes, what happens? There's chaos. Because that's a time when we're feeling the challenges that are coming. We're running to read our Bible. We 
decided to get on our knees. We were looking for advice from other people. We are calling up the pastors to pray for us. All of those things because there's no preparation. We need to be, even though we may say our lives are going right, let there be always preparation. Every day be diligent in your reading of your word. Be diligent in taking in the, the, the word that God has given you. Be diligent in keeping your connection with God. Remember what I said about connection? If we are not connected, we cannot do things. We cannot move. We, we won't know what is the vision for our lives. What is the purpose for our lives? We need to have all of that as, as the body of Christ so that when any attack comes over your home, over your job, over your family, whatever it is. And let me tell you, when you are living right, the enemy will always come to take what? And to destroy and to take your focus and to distract you. And he will do that by bringing things upon your life that you sometimes cannot understand. The only thing you can do is to trust and to believe in God. Are we prepared today as the army of God? Today is the day we celebrate Pentecost. And we all know that in the upper room when the 120 people were gathered, just 120 of them, waiting, the Holy Spirit came like a mighty rushing wind, cloven tongues of fire on each one of them. They were baptized with the Holy Spirit. They started to speak in other tongues. God's power came upon them. But they didn't sit in that room. Had they sat in that room and enjoyed the presence of God, they would not be us here today. Because they decided, with what you have placed inside of us, with this, which, this fire that you have given us, we are deciding to move. When Peter walked out of that room full of the Holy Ghost power, he stood outside. And when he stood outside and he started to speak from the book of Joel, and when he spoke about the Holy Spirit, and when he spoke about how the Spirit will come upon you in the last days, and when he started to speak, people's hearts started to change. In that one moment, 3,000 people came to know the Lord. In that one time, 3,000 people came to know the Lord. Those people that were in the upper room as they moved about, they didn't go into their homes and sit. They went from house to house, breaking bread, having fellowship, spreading what they had inside of them to the homes in which they went. There was always movement. Movement. We need to move. Because you know what happens when we don't move? Arthritis will get you. But a spiritual arthritis. When you'll be stuck, you know how people have severe arthritis. They cannot move their fingers, cannot move their, their legs, their knees, their back. Everything it gets to them and they're frozen in one place. Also, when you don't move, what happens? If, you, if a person is in a bed for a very long time, what happens? They get bed sores. They can't, they, they, they're, it's, it's things that come upon them because they don't move. What do they do with a person that is bedridden? They move them all the time, isn't it? They move their position, they change their position, so they don't get worse off than what they are. But we don't want to stay in a place of spiritual arthritis. We want to be able to move because God says he fearfully and wonderfully made you. As a vessel of honor on the earth, if we can only get that in our spirit this morning, that we have to be people that are movers and shakers. You know those people that were in the upper room? When they walked about, I, I believe that as they imagine them, I can, you can, if you want to just picture it with me, full of Holy Ghost power. Wherever they're going, the ground was shaking. Imagine that. When Peter stood up and, and when he spoke with such power, there must have been a shaking in that place. That is how we need to be everywhere that we go. Let there be a shaking in our homes. Let there be a shaking in our workplaces. Let there be a shaking in our schools. Let there be a shaking because the Holy Spirit is upon us. We are moving and God can only use you when you move. We cannot be 
are sitting in our homes and we're sitting in our couch, couch, you know they say you're a couch potato. We don't want to be couch potatoes. We want to be movers and shakers in the kingdom. And I believe today that every one of you, that God has chosen you for a specific purpose, a specific plan. He's touched your heart, he's touched your mind, he's given you the gift of salvation. And not only that, but he's poured out his spirit inside of you. Activate that spirit this morning. Allow it to cause you to move in every direction. Say, Lord, I need you, Lord. I need you to show me in which way you want me to move. I need you, oh God, to give me direction. So when I have that kind of direction, I'm able to point others to who you are. I pray that you are blessed this morning. Be a mover and a shaker in the kingdom of God. Let's look our heads. Father, we come before you this morning. We thank you, Lord. You have called us, Lord, to be revivalists and revolutionists, Lord. Not just people just here to exist. You called us, you called us, oh God, to be changers, the world changers, Lord. To be those, oh God, that will step out and will make a difference. So I pray today, Father, that you will give us, Lord, through by your spirit, the passion, the desire, the energy, Lord, to move and to do what you have called us to do. So we thank you and we bless you. For we know, oh God, as your word says, in you we live, in you 